Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? You really want to know? It might make you uncomfortable and even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep. Here's the truth. You're under attack. We all are. Our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is, they're only successful because we refuse to pay attention. For centuries, even millennia, they've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes and hidden the truth behind cascading waves of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former Police Sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, we'll find them. Now, wake up. We've got work to do. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fusion Cell. We have Jeremy Brown on the line, live from Citrus County, Florida jail jeremy yes yes barely barely alive Ugh. there's so much ha- <laughs> there's so much happening in the world today and i i don't even think we can cover it all in this one episode so we're just going to hit uh i'd say the most important information that we can give to you in this short time and i know jeremy want to wants to hijack well, half of the podcast which i will you allow <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that because, uh, yeah, unlike uh, the Egyptians warning is the Israelis that the, they're about to be invaded, uh, actually, you know, I, it is exactly like that. I warned Jen that I was about to hijack uh, the first half of this podcast. So it's going to be totally different than what we discussed, and there's some, some key reasons. But I want to first start off with the last mention on this podcast, at least for this episode, of the chopping of babies' heads off. Because all day long, I've heard hours and hours and hours of coverage coverage of chopping babies' heads off, which I agree and concur that that is a horrific and horrible act of evil. But the chopping of babies' heads off is no different than the blowing of babies' heads off, the vacuuming or snipping with medical devices, babies' heads off, their arms, their legs, their little toes. It's no different than the psychological making of their heads useless. It's no different than the overprescribing of psychotropic drugs, thus zombifying our babies. And it's no different than the scrambling of their heads through repeated sexual abuse. Mm. So what I want to implore Americans, as apparently someone out in the day room is having a mental episode, Mm. what I want to do is implore Americans that if they actually care about babies' heads, then let's care about babies' heads all the time, every day, and and consider all destruction of the of babies and their heads in any form as evil, whether it's by knife, gun, bomb, boot, 
vacuum, propaganda, indoctrination, or sexual abuse, or illegal or legal drugs. The attack on humanity's children should be where our anger is focused. Because I will tell you this right now. The state of Florida last year cut off the heads of over 75,000 babies and very likely used taxpayer dollars to finance it or to subsidize it. In America, over a million babies' heads were snipped and then vacuumed out of the wounds of their mothers. At least the Israeli babies had parents that tried to protect them. So this will be the last mention of baby's heads for this episode today because the fusion cell will always stand in solidarity with babies, their heads, and those who protect them. So I wanted to get that point out because it really is disgusting uh, how the orchestrated events of this building global World War III is utilizing the emotional uh, tools of things like the chopping off of baby's heads. And, and I just want to say, if you really, really are against the destruction of babies, there's a lot of different ways that you can take part in that revolution. <sighs> so the second item of the hijacking is really not so much a hijacking, but a homework assignment. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves homework assignments. So uh, I just received today the first draft of the Second Amendment grounds uh, for my appeal, of which uh, 12 pages. I've reviewed them multiple times and provided uh, many pages of notes for my appeal determining. He's done an excellent job, Mr. Michael Ufferman. Uh, I, I'll give him a round of applause. Um, he's doing a fantastic job, and I think we could discuss uh, what he's done so far on Friday. Again, I have many pages of notes, but look, I write like I talk, right? I just ramble on and, and rant, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, I want this Second Amendment decision to be a landmark decision uh, that will not be as narrowly focused as Heller or McDonald or Bruin, uh, some of these more recent Second Amendment decisions, uh, because there are many, many things that have yet to be corrected as it pertains to the Second Amendment. So in preparation for that, I have some homework for you. And it's, it's, it's it's necessary, because next week we're going to have a Second Amendment discussion uh, we don't know when yet. And me and Jen, well, don't worry, we'll surprise you. It'll be like a sneak attack. We'll pretend uh, like we're Hamas. Uh, we'll do all the things to indicate that we're about to do it. A lot of people will know about it, but they won't tell you, and then you'll be totally surprised by it. But that will be next week. We'll have this discussion. But in preparation for that, I want you to read from the Federalist Papers, Federalist 26 through 29, that's 26, 27, 28, and 29. And the reason I want you to read these, because the, 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 the Federalist Papers are the, you know, a very large part of what the founders 
believed, uh, the principles that they believed in. And, and of course, they were, they were verbalized and put into writing by Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and James Madison. But these are the principles uh, behind things like the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, taxation, commerce clause, uh, standing on, you know, all of these things, right, were, were spoken about in the Federalist Papers because this was the public debate. Uh, and those three men wrote under a pseudonym of uh, Publius. They wrote in public papers because they needed the people to understand why the Constitution should be ratified. And so it's very significant in this discussion, especially about the Second Amendment, because uh, we've been lied to uh, for you know, you know, damn near 200 uh, years about what the Second Amendment means, why it exists. Uh, and therefore, politicians have been able to make unconstitutional laws that now have us all confused. Even the NRA doesn't even understand the Second Amendment. And so uh, the Federalist Papers 26 through 29 will explain to you perfectly exactly what the Second Amendment was. And so read those. That way you'll have a little bit of background knowledge so that when we discuss those uh, next week. Now. Uh, I'm going to, Jen, I'm going to, you can, as I'm hanging up, while I'm calling back, you can talk about that, about how you don't have any idea what I'm going to talk about or what, whatever bad thing you say about me in between. For I know that, I know that you say some things. I, I just know it. I can sense it. Uh, but I'm going to call back, uh, because, uh, I'm going to do one more phone call talking about some upcoming events. Uh, and some critiques of the podcast, not only from uh, anonymous critiquers, but also some listeners and viewers. Uh, and then I will turn it over to Jen, and then she will be able to talk about whatever she wants, with the exception of chopping off a baby's head. Copy that. Let me call right back. Okay. The caller has hung up. Yeah, the... Well, we thought it was propaganda. I'm not even really quite sure anymore what was going on with the babies and their heads, right? Um, obviously, that's what he's talking about. The back and forth in the media uh, that's been going on. First, it was reported, and then they were taking it back. And then I saw it on CNN today saying that it was confirmed that that did happen. There are atrocities on all sides here. And that is what I want to talk about tonight. Again, People see these things. There's a reason why they're showing you these images or telling you these stories. Yes, they are all terrible, but just know that this is all with a purpose. It's time to think critically. Pull the veil back and see the machine Unknown. for what it is and how we're, our emotions are being manipulated to think, individual at think and feel a certain way. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So we've had a lot of really recent uh, good things happen as as it comes to the podcast, recently we celebrated the being nominated for the American 
Liberty Award, the first annual American Liberty Award, and we were on a list of very highly influential individuals as you know the best topical podcast. But recently, Jen has done some amazing things, and now apparently she tells me that we're officially on Spotify and iHeart and some other thing that I'm sure I have no idea what it is, but. Uh, what all this means that we're, is that we're very likely about to see a significant amount of growth if we do things the right way. And Jen works extremely hard behind the scenes, so don't think that she just is the pretty face that sits there to give you something to look at while you have to listen to me go on and on and on. She actually does a lot of work behind the scenes. And so, uh, Jen, I don't know if you have a soundboard round of applause button or whatever, uh, but you should certainly play one for yourself, or you could play the cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Got them both. (laughs) But but because of this, uh, uh, we are going to definitely try to do a much better job at – presenting something that people are going to want to listen to because look, the bottom line is that there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of voices that you can choose to, to listen to. And while at the very beginning, and I, I don't know if it was as part of the fusion cell, I think it was part of the freedom family fairness report. Uh, I warned everyone up front uh, that this was a selfish endeavor on my part to allow me to have the opportunity to mentally stabilize myself from the ravages of an illegal incarceration at the hands of this foreign compromised government working on behalf of uh, the global takeover. Uh, And so, you know, occasionally we're very structured. We've tried some different formats. Sometimes I just rant and rave, and I get that. But what I want you to understand is that we definitely do try uh, very hard to put out a structured, informative, and professional product. Uh, But the reality is that we're not professional broadcasters, right? I'm literally sitting on a gel bed. The the sheets are brown. One of them's orange. I have my government-issued Crocs. uh, And I'm surrounded by loose pieces of paper because I don't have any ability to file anything. My desk is barely the size of a lunch tray. Uh, so I do, I do my best. I have no access to library. I don't have the internet. Uh, Jen has a life and I operate under great prohibitions to not discuss any of that life. And so therefore, as far as you know, she just lives behind that desk in the fusion cell 24-7. She's like the AI of the fusion cell, except she needs to sleep. So we want you to understand that this podcast was, has always been targeted towards a fully interactive uh, experience to where you should be able to get on X or Twitter or whatever they're calling it these days. I, I, I hate to let Elon Musk know that he's just going to be like Prince. Remember when Prince changed his name to that stupid symbol that didn't actually have a name? And so therefore, he, instead of being called the symbol like he wanted, 
they just constantly refer to him as the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've noticed that that's what Twitter has become. No one's ever going to call it X, okay? It's just going to be X, formerly known as Twitter, forever, I'm pretty sure. Um, but with that said, you can get on X, which is formerly known as Twitter, and send comments to Jen. You can email them, and we actually want to discuss them. I, I wish uh, we could someday figure out the technological barriers that would allow us to take phone calls. Um, but, you know, hey, we're not alphabet or mess, so we're doing the best that we can. So with that said, when you do make suggestions and comments, we take it very seriously. Uh, I always ask Jen, hey, can we do, are there any listener questions? Is anybody commenting? Let's talk about that. Because uh, we, this is, while it is for me, uh I have a, there's a lot of penguins on the iceberg that is my brain. And if left to my own devices, I will discuss the penguins that a very small percentage of the audience probably have any idea what I'm talking about. Uh, and what I really want to do is, to, is address the penguins that you all have questions about. Like, I don't know. Uh, here's a common one that I get asked a lot by people that I think. They say, well, what's the difference between a Green Beret and a Navy SEAL? <laughs> I would never in a million years just start talking about that. Because then it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize you didn't know the difference between a Green Beret and a Navy SEAL. So my point is that this the information we put out is meant for you. While the ranting and the yelling and the laughing and the crying is meant for me. The information is meant for you. And so we, we want you to make comments. We want you to ask questions, especially going forward, because in essence, you're all the plank holders of the fusion cell. You are the original people, the ones that will be able to say uh, 20 years from now, when I achieve Clyde Lewis status, You'll be the ones calling in to our nationally syndicated radio show saying, I was listening to you when you were criminally and illegally held hostage uh, by the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. And then we'll laugh and, oh, my gosh, really? All right, well, what do you got to talk about, right? This is what I want. And that's who you are. You are the founding audience of this podcast. And maybe it'll go nowhere. Maybe I'll get out of jail and actually run off to the mountains and you'll never hear from me again. I don't know. I don't think Jen's going to allow me to do that because she's always talking about crazy things like my leadership abilities and blah, blah, blah. And some, oh, I've got a bunch of ladies out there. Hello, ladies that are saying I should run for president, for the governor. I mean, at this point, it's kind of hilarious because I'm a felon officially today, hopefully not in April. But my point being is that we don't know where the podcast is going, but we want it to grow because we don't do this uh, just for ourselves. We do it for you. And if the podcast is growing, then it means that the information and the thought processes that we're putting out there are resonating and people are wanting to hear a point of view that they're not hearing from the controlled media that's out there. 
uh, you know, I talk a lot about Clyde Lewis and John Jury because I, I really do look up to him because he is a very open host that entertains a lot of different perspectives. He, he actually masters the art of reasoning, which I believe that we have lost uh, a lot of that. It's now either you're on one side or the other. You're We're all victims of the tyranny of two choices, and I don't want to be that way. So I, I'm going to always give you my view, but I'm also going to try to give you other views, and, and we want everyone to think. But more importantly, we want you to talk to us. We want you to engage with us. Uh, tell us what you have questions about or make comments and suggestions. And what will the effects be? Well, the effects will be we might change the podcast to help suit your preferences. Like uh, one of our listeners has given us some very constructive criticism and suggestions and solutions. Clearly a military man, because, you know, in the military, you're not allowed to complain or talk about a problem unless you also bring a solution. And so, you know, asking, hey, this would be more beneficial. Maybe Jeremy could shut the hell up every once in a while. No, I'm just kidding. You didn't say that. But he says maybe it could be more structured. And so Jen is trying to do that. You know, she's a lot more free um, uh, these days. And so she's uh, able to, to to put a little bit more effort into structuring and guiding based on some of the suggestions. But there were also other suggestions. You know, don't raise my voice so much was one. Okay, I understand that. But remember, I'm in a seven by ten foot cell. Luckily today, my roommate left, and so I'm back to having my own individual studio. Um, and so to me, this is really just a phone call. I don't, I don't have a computer in front of me or a keyboard. I'm not looking up in things. I mean, I'm not living in a space psychologically that I'm even on a podcast a lot of times. And so when I get going, I do get uh, passionate and emotional, and I write, m- might raise my voice, but I'm going to work on that. Don't rant so much. Okay, I see what you did there. All right, <laughs> and I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I think the suggestion was much like uh, testimony is prepared at trial. Okay, and so even you might have noticed that Jen asked a lot of questions last night. See, that was in response. To that suggestion. Um, I'll say this one person, this one personal one for last. Uh, no laughing. Okay. I might. I don't think it was no laughing like at all. Show. <laughs> no, it said no laugh. Shut. It said no <laughs> laughing. Shut the hell up is the way I remember reading it. Okay. Look, the reality is if we don't laugh, we'll cry. Okay. As we were doing pre-shows, Jen and I, I'm constantly laughing at how absurd all of this is, okay? And it's not laughing at the at the murder and mayhem that these demons are, are foisting upon us. That's not the funny part. The funny part is that they're doing it. They're so blatant at doing it. It's so obvious, and yet everyone is falling for it. It's, it's, it's absurd. And, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to say that he likes to illustrate absurdity with absurdities. But me, I, I kind of just have to laugh uh, because if I don't, uh, I might cry. And speaking of crying, 
One of the suggestions is that I talk. See, I can't even I can't even read the sentence to talk about my girls more. And I agree. I would actually love to talk about my five wonderful, beautiful, uh, intelligent, kind, caring, giving, uh, uh, just amazing daughters more. Um, but it's very difficult for me emotionally. Um, I, I want to do a five, 10, maybe a 24 hour marathon and tell you the stories and the struggles around the loss of my daughter because I, like many topics, have nothing to hide. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I have shame, but I'm not ashamed of the things that have happened because, you know, actions have consequences and we deal with them. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, I get the courage to bring them up and then uh, my girlfriend will get an email or a text message from my ex-wife telling me to stop talking about this or don't show that picture or you better remove that or, or whatever. And so... <sighs> I will definitely figure out some middle ground uh, and hopefully be able to bring up my, my daughters more because ultimately, while I love all you guys, I, I, I'm doing this mostly for them. You know, the future of this country, look, I, you know, I'm Lieutenant Dan. I, I shouldn't even be here right now. You have but one minute. I am here. I am here, and so my actions are really more towards the future. Uh, and then the last two real quick, lift up J6ers. Look, I'm a Green Beret. I, I was a Master Sergeant. And if you know much about special operators, you know, negative reinforcement is really how you get uh, barrel-chested freedom fighters. Um, and I get it. And I will do a better job of being uh, a more compassionate, voice on behalf of the J6ers rather than a critical leader, but you know, give me some time. I'm breaking a lot of habits here. Uh, and then the last one is promote the fusion cell more. And so I'm going to make a concerted effort as I go on these interviews uh, to do a better job. I might even actually remember what this uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, handle is for the show. <laughs> Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye. I wonder who wrote that last one. <laughs> you know, something I really appreciate about Jeremy is that he is always open to constructive criticism. He's always uh, transparent. And anything you ask him, he will give you the most truthful answer. And that's something that I learned about him throughout working on his campaign. And that's what kept me going door to door for Jeremy Brown. Because when he makes, when someone makes a claim that evidence was planted on them as a former police officer, I was uh, hesitant to believe that. But after I got to know him and I heard the details of the case, I believe that to be true. So that's something that I really like about him. Um, Unknown caller. That's what makes him a good leader and uh, a good friend. Citrus County, Florida.
This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free thank you for using Curus. You may start the conversation now. All right. So, congratulations. We just all experienced 15 whole minutes without violating our moratorium on that phrase that as soon as this podcast is over, you will continue to hear about probably for weeks and weeks on end. But that is that was my rant about the future of the podcast and how you affect it and how we're going to do the best that we can to improve it. So with that brief temporary hijacking of the podcast, I now turn it over to your the, the the beauty and the brain behind the operation. I'm just the uh, voice on the other end. Uh, I'm not even that brawny right now, but I'm working on it. So, <laughs> Jen, take it away. Just don't say that one phrase. I will do my best not to. <laughs> um, if you did, I'm going to decrease your pay by 100%. <laughs> take it down to a dollar like we should do with half these Congress people. Um, I wanted to start off by saying, Wait, you're kidding, <laughs> you know, sometimes we make a, it's like, I think it's like two ninety nine here and there from the podcast. So I appreciate everybody. <laughs> um, but no, we actually do have, we do have a couple subscribers. So I, I thank you very much for that. Um, I didn't even know that we offered that. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, now he's going to try and think about how to get more subscribers. This is how his brain works. Um, well, we're, we're, yes, we're absolutely doing a lot to try to improve the podcast. We are coming to Apple and Google podcasts soon. I've already submitted the things. If, uh, hopefully it'll be all done within the next 24 to 48 hours, um, until we get kicked off. Of well, course. look, look, and I was just about to say that as soon as we're actually officially up, the first episode after that should be about. The COVID vaccine, we will be promptly kicked off of the Apple store and all the other things. And then we'll just be left with, I think, Spotify. So we'll work on that. Yeah. I should probably look up what phrases we shouldn't be saying. Apparently, the family guy says that he only wants to listen to a podcast if we've been kicked off the Apple store. So, you know, we need to really work on that. That that should be a badge of honor at the end of the day. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, to start it off with a a hot topic, January 6th. This is some unfortunate news coming out of the J6 world today. Ronald Colton McAbee, uh, sheriff's deputy, when he's attended J6, he was arrested in August 2021. And at that time, the Tennessean, who was doing no Tennessean any favors by their reporting from what I saw, reported that prosecutors argued in court that McAbee should be held without bail calling him a threat to the peaceful functioning of our community. Keep in mind, this man was a sheriff's deputy uh, that was trying to help Roseanne Boylan. He helped up officers there on the scene. And as usual in these kangaroo courts that we have in D.C., the prosecutors twist the truth. His wife, Sarah Maccabee, has been all over the United States speaking on his behalf and trying to wake people up to the realities of J6 since then. 
She also started the Stand in the Gap Foundation, which offers, according to their website, a range of comprehensive services focused on reentry, family support, and justice reform. So today, in Judge Emmett Sullivan's court, Maccabee was convicted of five felonies, including assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers, civil disorder, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon, disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon, and engaging in physical violence in a restricted building or grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon. On September 25th, 2020. Now, Jen. Yes. Can you yeah. please tell the audience this horrific, dangerous, or deadly weapon that Mr. Maccabee was wielding with reckless abandon as he attempted to overthrow the United States government in this armed insurrection? Please tell the audience yes. what weapon he was using. It's my understanding that they were saying that his sap gloves were form of a weapon and a police baton that he pulled out of some of a police officer's hands and threw to the side. That's my understanding. There you have it, folks. This is how brutal the domestic terrorism threat is in America, that the mere wearing of gloves with hardened knuckles Yes, the same. I know what you're thinking. Aren't those the same gloves that motorcyclists wear? And you're absolutely right. Those are the dangerous and deadly weapons that this prosecutor. Jen, do we have any reports of this pro prosecutor stabbing anyone nearly to death? Not this one. Not to my knowledge. Not this one. Okay. What a, uh, does he have a radical wife? Uh, that meets regularly with the president of the United States on behalf of Marxist uh, policies and ideas. I haven't heard of that one on this particular prosecutor yet, but okay, all right. So he might not be completely evil, but uh, but there you there you have it, folks. Uh, January sixth, clearly a very dangerous person, which is why he was a sworn uh, deputy, uh, sworn to serve and protect the citizens of Tennessee. Uh, until he utilized that dangerous and deadly weapon, because you know, as a law enforcement officer, I'm sure he had no access to less dangerous and deadly weapons like firearms or anything like that. Um, so uh, maybe we should just all consider this, you know, just to serve and feel much more protected, like Merrick Garland told us we should. <sighs> yeah, twisting and turning of facts, which is a lot of what we're seeing right now. Uh, so obvious in the J6 trials and it's bleeding right into what we're also dealing with right now, which is this war going on in Israel and in the Gaza Strip. So that's my, my little transition there um, to what's going on. I don't want to dive into that because we talked a lot about that yesterday, but I do want to hit on the fact that there's been a warning that came out from Khalid Mashal, the leader and founding member of Hamas. He gave a speech today asking Muslims all around the world to do the following. One, to show anger, especially next Friday. That means this Friday. In Muslim countries and also among Muslim diaspora around the world, he called it the Friday of Al-Aqsa flood. He said this will send a message of rage to Zionists and to America. 
He asked for financial help from all Muslims around the world to help with their money. He called it financial jihad. He asked Muslims to give to the fighters of Gaza in order to compensate them for the destruction. Three, he asked political pressure from Muslim leaders and Muslim nations to stop Israel's military invasion of Gaza. For the most important thing, he asked all Muslims around the world to carry jihad by their souls, to fight and be martyrs for Al-Aqsa. He wants Muslims to fight against the Jews, starting with Muslims who live in the countries surrounding Israel, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, and Egypt, but also other countries, to go to the borders and try to enter, each by his own means. He said this is the time for jihad to be applied on the ground rather than just in theory. He asked the Mujahideen to go in long caravans to spell their blood on the land of Palestine. These are his final words. This is from Brother Rashid on Twitter. Funds are important today. Funds are important, but today we're asking for your blood and souls to be sacrificed for Palestine. And Jesse Kelly said, I won't be adjusting any Friday plans because of some global jihad, and you shouldn't either. He said, animals don't dictate how I live my life. I kind of understand that concept, but um, what's more important here is the protection of yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, the protection of yourself and your family. No, we shouldn't be scared and we shouldn't stay in our, in our houses until the end of time. Right. But if they're calling for this on a certain day and you saw how easily, and I will repeat that easily Hamas entered Israel, who is supposed to have a functioning iron dome, supposed to have the best intelligence in the world and is hyper vigilant to the constant attacks from Hamas. When you have people parachuting in and driving right over the border, how easily they were able to invade that country. Our own country is being invaded on a daily basis and has been for multiple years at this point. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on this? And what suggestions do you well, have for preparation? Well, my first question is, are we sure that that Hamas guy wrote that statement? Because like the 1776 returns document that was attributed to Enrique Tario, it could have been very likely written by the FBI. Second is, all the January 6ers are now going to take a deep sigh of relief because so many FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force officers are now going to be pulled off of these misdemeanor trespassing cases and be put on the cases to track Friday's announced bloody jihad against not only America, but the world. Anyone? Can, can someone assure me that... Can someone email Merrick Garland and let him know that the head of Hamas has issued this edict because he might be very busy trying to protect America from domestic terrorism. He might be totally distracted, and so we might need to warn him. And then we should get out of all of those rushing FBI joint terrorism task force agents way as they rush to arrest all of these jihadis who have publicly announced that they're going to be violent and kill people in the name of Islam, Anshallah, uh, Sisdumba, 
right? Uh, so get it, get out of the way. They're all going to be running lights and sirens with paddy wagons. I'm sure to roll up these international terrorists um, it, it, at some point on Friday. So just get out of their way. We know the FBI is here to protect us because Christopher Ray told us so. And this is the reason why we have 2A, is it not? I mean, this right here. It is. Prime example. But don't try to steal next week's surprise thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, avoid these fake civil unrest events, okay? Again, let's go back to our unconventional warfare chart, mm-hmm. all right? This is part of the antagonism used in order to divide us and them. Remember, it is a constant, a constant drumbeat of us and them. Okay. They want us to be worried about Muslims now. Again, much like in the wake of 9-11, right? We want we want everyone to be mad at Hamas and mad at all Muslims because now all Muslims have been called to go blow themselves up or swing machetes or whatever the hell uh, they tell them to do, right? And that distracts us from the real criminals in this whole matter, which are the global elite that are orchestrating all of these disastrous, real-world, deadly events, Okay. I mean, look, the Biden administration is still denying that Iran has had anything to do with this. Why? Because Biden was the vice president of Obama, and Obama did nothing but try to protect and work with Iran. They gave them cash. They gave them nuclear weapons programs. They prevented special forces in Iraq from apprehending and disrupting known Iranian EFP, yeah, yeah, EFP, Explosive Force Projectile Network in southern Iraq in 2007. We basically had our hands tied, even though have one minute we left. knew that the Iranians were smuggling these types of weapons that were killing immense amounts of Iraqis and American soldiers because these weapons were defeating our armor, and yet our hands were tied because why they were Iranians, right? And then what did we do? The Obama administration totally shut down the human intelligence networks that we were using to gain information on Iran, just shut them down, cold turkey, almost overnight, in an unprecedented event. These intelligence networks take decades to build, shut down, overnight. So we shouldn't be surprised that the same stooge is continuing the effort, which is they're actually allies of China, Russia, Iran, and the enemies of America, because we are the target. So let me call back. Okay. The caller has hung up. Let me see if I can get this clip to you quickly. It's about a minute long here. The following excerpt is from a 1990 C-SPAN interview describing how the Israeli Prime Minister's office officially refers to its subordinate organization, the Mossad, as the Israeli Secret Intelligence Service. You tell the story about how you tried to find out what the 
what they call the Mossad when they deal with uh, publicly? I thought it was a reasonable question, but the trouble is uh, you can't pick up the phone book. There's no uh, Langley in, the, in Israel that you can look up you know, CIA or, in our case, uh, the Mossad. We thought we should ask, what shall we call it in English? You can translate the Hebrew words, as I said, Mossad is Institute. But when they write a letter to their friends in the CIA or the British intelligence, what do they call themselves? It took a while. Uh, it was a Unknown caller. Jeremy. An incarcerated individual at Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free call, press 2. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right, Jen, I just had an epiphany. Uh-oh. What is it? What happened? In true unconventional warfare, military deception, <clears throat> uh, and a, a true unconventional warfare, military deception operation, mm-hmm. we should accuse Hamas of being pro-Constitution, oh, anti-abortion, yes. And against transgender indoctrination of our youth. And then that will mobilize the Joint Terrorism Task Force against them. And by next week, problem solved. That's a genius idea. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. We were actually just about to get started uh, talking about these, these ideologies and I'm playing for the audience. Look, we could eat. We could even sprinkle some uh, right-wing, ultra-maga extremist misinformation in there as well, right? If we could get Hamas to like or retweet one of Trump's tweets, over with. Sold. Yeah, I mean, somebody contact Trump right now. <laughs> um, I'm playing for the audience. The oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to be laughing. <laughs> Gosh dang it, Jeremy! This is supposed to be you right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing for the audience the uh, the clip I played for you. I think it was yesterday, where this is from nineteen the nineteen ninety. I believe it said on C-SPAN, and he's talking about how they came up with the name the Israeli secret intelligence service. I want to get your two to five cents on this. It's about halfway done. Okay. All right. Could do because officially uh, the Mossad is under the prime minister's office. And uh, I think he sort of wondered why you want to know and all that. So we explained and he came up with uh, the Israeli secret intelligence service. I mean, if it were to have initials, it would be I S I S. And he came up with uh, the Israeli Secret Intelligence Service. I mean, if it were to have initials, it would be ISIS. No. <laughs> Does that mean what I think it means, or is that just a coincidence? What's going on uh, here? There, there's no coincidence. Look, it's like I keep saying, they're just playing it all for fools. This is the Orwellian. Eurasia versus East Asia, right? It's, it's how 
you know, during the Clinton, uh, during the Obama administration, they loved Russia. Remember, does everyone remember Hillary Clinton standing there with whatever his name is? I can't remember, but it's the same guy that's there. That's there today. The same guy that's evil today was then standing there with Hillary Clinton with the reset button. Does everybody remember this clip, right? And she's like, ha, 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 there's a little demon. It's not as bad as Kamala Harris uh, laughed. Hillary's pretty bad. And she's like, oh, this is our reset button because we love Russia and we want to be friends with Russia, right? And, of course, they misspelled the word, the Russian word or whatever. It didn't really mean reset or whatever the hell. And does anybody remember the hot mic of uh, Obama, actually Obama, not some stooge speaking for Obama like uh, Joe Biden, uh, but actually Obama in a hot mic moment, leaning over and telling the Russian guy, uh, I think the same Russian guy that's in place now, right? Remember, he was good then, but now he's bad because we've always been at war with Eurasia versus East Asia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, hey, Make sure you tell the boss, and I, I think he might actually use his name. I can't remember verbatim, but he's like, just let him know. I'll be a lot more flexible, insert, to do whatever he needs me to do. Yes. After the elect, after I trick the American people into making them think that I'm not doing this, then I will be able to do it for you. So just relax. Don't worry about it. Um, because don't worry, my mic's not on and nobody's hearing this, okay? So we, we should not be fooled by the fact that they all sit around in rooms and laugh at us. They laugh at us because we are making space balls seem like an actual History Channel documentary mm-hmm. when it says evil wins. Because good is stupid. So yes, the is the Israeli secret intelligence service spells ISIS. And of course, I pointed out again um, that you know who else was ISIS. Does anyone uh, shout out out there in the audience if you know who else worked for ISIS? I'm going to give you a hint. It's a piece of predictive programming. Anyone? Okay, I'm going to give you the answer. It is. The world's greatest spy, Archer. Archer, a Fox adult cartoon, which is hilarious. Archer worked for ISIS. I don't remember what it stands for, but the name of the private military company of which theirs was an intelligence private military company was named ISIS. Okay. And I remember in Kabul in 2011, when I was there, this was pointed out to me, and uh, I was on a Blackhawk one time, and the actual crew chief had a ISIS patch, but not ISIS that uh, runs around committing jihad. It was the ISIS on the, the Fox or the FX adult cartoon. Archer. So they have it. So ISIS. Predictive, predictive programming all over the place. Apparently. Place. And in fact, today I heard multiple times that Hamas is ISIS. 
But ISIS was like fabricated at the end of the war on terrorism before they were Al Qaeda. But then we had to change. Why did we have to change them from Al Qaeda to ISIS? ISIS stands for Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, Hamas, that's not in Iraq or Syria, okay? Um, so it's very odd that uh, it, the, whole, the whole terminology changed. This happens a lot in the military. We just change the names of the bad guys. That way we can claim that we destroyed one set of bad guys and really it's the same bad guys that we're now financing and giving them force to and taking pictures of John McCain and everything. Yeah. And then that gives us some bad guys to destroy. Because why? Because we love war. And in fact, what, what, what was the quote I sent to you, Jen? Uh, Clyde Lewis last night said, and I thought was extremely profound, and I'm going to find it right here real quick. His quote, Clyde Lewis, uh, the host of Ground Zero, said, all they care about is profiteering of death. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is 100% the truth. And that death will come in the form of starvation because of climate crisis policy. Mm-hmm. It will come uh, through starvation because of poverty. And it will come through the freezing of Texans because those morons which have more oil than anyone knows what to do with uh, just doesn't want to run their power plants on oil. So when they have a uh, geoengineered winter storm that everyone proclaims, oh, we've never seen such weather. Yeah, because you just made it in a in a freaking mad scientist laboratory. Mm-hmm. Now you have a bunch of Texans dying, freezing to death because they can't keep the damn heat on. Poisoning yet, our food? Uh, poisoning our food, poisoning our air, sticking shots in our arms, getting morons in the NFL. Who, who the hell takes medical advice from a football player? Um, definitely you shouldn't do that, okay? But uh, they, they just are trying to kill us in so many directions. It literally is death by a thousand cuts, okay? And this is just the latest cut, right? And this cut is meant to distract us from the other cuts. In fact, I wish you had the clip uh, from the movie Major Pain, right, where uh, uh, the kid is crying, uh, and he talks to it, and he like he like breaks his finger or something like that to distract him from the other pain, right? This is what you're witnessing. You're witnessing a painful distraction that's meant to take your your mind off of the other pain that they're causing in all of these other arenas of life. But look, like I said a couple weeks ago, we should just be thankful that a lot of us aren't buying it anymore, and that is why. It is now October 11th, and the manufactured resurgence of COVID apparently isn't going to happen. Why? Because we all found out about it, and we all called bullshit. And so I guess they'll just have to wait for a few more months, and hopefully the NFL playoffs will make us all forget that they tried to manufacture the resurgence of COVID in October. They'll just do it in January during the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Death by a thousand cuts. No. Um, that was a really good way to put it. Death by a thousand cuts and Clyde Lewis's uh assertion is absolutely on point. And so that is why again I caution everyone to 
not take a side in this war. And the people that are responsible are the actual people who are doing the killing, okay? And the the atrocious acts that they're committing. But generalizing in any way, uh, trying to justify cutting off uh, electricity and water and whatever to civilians, no. You are falling into an emotional trap. You are falling into that drumbeat of war that America has been beating for quite some time. And it's time to open our eyes, our minds, think critically, and not go down the same path as we did on 9-11, uh, Pearl Harbor. We have to choose another path. That time is now. Where are all the hippies at? How about Hiroshima? How about yes. Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Right? I mean, I grew up raised by a World War II Navy vet, right? Who honestly believe that those two atomic bombs ended the war. Now, he was in the Navy and fought in the Pacific Campaign, so he uh, attributed great uh, respect and and basically like those things saved my life because it ended the war. Mm. But they didn't end the war. The war was basically over. So these madmen that have run our world for thousands of years dropped atomic bombs on cities when they didn't need to. I mean, look at Armistice Day, right? World War I. The war had been over. And I got, I, Jen, maybe you can look this statistic. This is why I hate not having access to information. But you know, hundreds of thousands of men continued to slaughter each other in the trenches simply because they hadn't been told that the war was over. Mm. But do you think the leaders that were responsible for this war, these wars, lose a second of sleep over it? Well, if they are losing sleep, I know how they're coping with it. If you go and drive to the parking lot of U.S. CENTCOM, U.S. SOCOM, and U.S. Special Operations Command Central, they buy themselves really nice cars, apparently to assuage their guilt while they're going home and sleeping with their wives, or maybe sleeping with their girlfriends, or maybe they're sleeping with their girlfriends on the way to sleep with their wives while they send young men over to the actual desert to die. Men like General Milley, who wears plenty of combat service stripes. You have one more. How much? How much time did he actually spend in combat? I'm going to tell you right now, I bet a lot of those strikes are sitting behind a desk in Tampa, getting in his Mercedes and driving home to his wife every night while guys like me were getting in trouble and getting shot at and blown up and bored to death and all these other things that happen in war, right? And these, these are the people running the world, and, and we should not give them the satisfaction of going along with their narratives anymore. Absolutely. Right. You're absolutely right. I had to get my Mark Milley thing in there. I really don't like that guy. <laughs> don't get fired up. <laughs> hey, maybe he'll message in and challenge me to a fist fight. That'd be awesome. We could only hope. But I don't hit old men. Oh, maybe just, uh, what's it called? 
I'll make an Thank exception. Thank you for using <laughs> Securus. Goodbye. Man, I couldn't think of it. What's it called? Just uh, arm wrestling. It's an arm wrestling. Maybe even just a little, you know, thumb wrestling. Something. We know how it'll start like that and end up in something else. This is a time to think differently. It's a time to make different choices. We've talked about this in the past, about how to change your habits for what's coming. Once that first domino falls, the rest will fall very quickly. That's where we're at right now. The first domino has fallen. Things will follow very quickly. You know that there is a concerted effort to manipulate the 2024 election. You know that there is a concerted effort to bring our economy down. So once you realize what the end goal is, it becomes very clear why all of, why all of these other things are happening. It's time to make different choices, time to think critically and not jump in with both feet to any kind of opinion and especially uh, one based on emotion. Things are being revealed on a daily basis. Just sit and wait for all of that to come up. This is a time unprecedented in our history where a war is occurring and you are not getting all of your information from the mainstream media. There's a lot of independent journalists out there and you can go to Telegram, you can go to Twitter. I don't know about Facebook, but a lot of things are coming out on Twitter. I, I keep an eye on that thing all day. I've never seen news come out in this fashion before. It is truly revolutionary. There's a reason Elon Musk is over here getting in trouble with the EU and saying that he's being a participant of disseminating misinformation and disinformation on the Twitter platform. They can no longer control the narrative. The truth will continue to bubble to the surface. Everybody, please take care of yourselves. Be safe. Communicate with one another. Make sure you have extra food at hand. Make sure you have a Faraday bag in case you would need one. That's for your cell phone. If you didn't already use it for October 4th, you should definitely get one. A water filtration system. And keep your arms close by. But at the end of the day, whatever you do, don't do nothing, right? Thank you very much for being here. Thanks for participating. Please feel free to email us. Give us a rumble if you can. Subscribe. And we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night in the Fusion Cell. Stay safe. World domination. Same old dream. The universe grows smaller every day. birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people and for the people shall not perish from the earth it was a great work